is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. Happy Thursday and happy August. I cannot believe how quickly summer has gone by. I can't believe it's already August. What happened to July? What happened to this year? I had so many plans with the kids, and now I have to plan, like, everything. I have to smush it into two weeks. Yeah, school starting. Yeah, remember when we were kids and summer was, like, a full, like, a full, full three months? Like, we would get out, like, the second, the first or second week in June and not go back until the Thursday after Labor Day? Oh, yeah, but I feel like in that time, too, it was like the summers never ended. I know, because they didn't. They were a full, like, three months. <laughs> but just forever for children. But now, like, they barely get six or seven weeks. And they also get fucking a full week for Thanksgiving. And sometimes President's Week. They always get that. And three weeks at Christmas. That's wild. Right? Well, I remember getting Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving one day for every president throughout the month of January and February. <laughs> it was like we were never in school on Mondays. And two weeks for Christmas. You would get like the day before Christmas to January 2nd. That was it. And then your spring break. Yeah, one week, yeah. which that's what our kids are getting now is one week. But, dude, it just, what happened to our summer? It's very short. It's fucking crazy. So, anyways, this episode isn't so much about a conspiracy, but more about an unsolved mystery. Ooh. In the United States. And it's also, um, and it also just, like, kind of points out how cool technology was a thousand years ago, even though it was in the United States. Um, did you know that there are various, quote-unquote, mounds in the United States? And some people know them as pyramids? I knew that there was mounds across the United States. But I didn't know that people thought of them as pyramids. I just thought that they were, like, small, like, mountains or hills or... I didn't equate it with pyramids. Yeah, so they are, like, small mounds, hills, but it's what's inside of them that leads people to believe they're, like, the pyramids. So these sites are commonly found along the Mississippi River... And are said to be created by the Mississippians, which is a Native American culture that resided in Southeast United States from 18, er, 800 to 1600 CE. Oh, wow. So, like, long, long ago. Obviously, it wasn't the United States then, but present-day United States. And they got their name from the simple fact that they settled and grew lives near the Mississippi River. By the time archaeologists of nowadays found the remains, the Mississippi River was already well established. So I'm going to cover just a few of the prominent mounds, the first one being in Aztalan. Aztalan was built in 900 AD and thrived until 1200 AD. And this is located in nowadays Wisconsin. And this particular mound was discovered in 1836. This ancient city civilization, Aztalan, was 2,000 acres with 32 watchtowers and 20,000 people known as the Cahokia lived within these quote-unquote pyramids. These mound-like pyramids were 16 feet tall, so they weren't, like, huge. There were... There were pretty small but people were residing in them much like we would think of caves except they built them so it wasn't like caves in mountains like we're used to they built them so they didn't cut into the existing uh, mountains they built a pyramid structure yes okay they worshiped the sun and some of the artifacts led people to believe that they may have been cannibals Or the archaeologist may have just stumbled across some sort of burial area. 
Maybe a burial mm, mm, area. Yeah, it's like one extreme to the other. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to tell unless they had, like, evidence of, like, some kind of bite, bite marks, marks on the something yeah, on like, the I don't know. I don't know how they could confuse the two, but... What is interesting about this particular mound city is that they were thriving for 150 years and then suddenly everyone just disappeared. That's strange. What's even weirder is that there were woodland people that lived near them before the mounds were built and after the mounds were left to rot. So the woodland people surpassed the Native American people that were living there? Yeah, which I would imagine the woodland people are probably Native American oh, as well. Oh, true, but, but different tribes. Yes, yeah. yeah different tribes, so, yeah. Yeah. There are several theories as to why they vanished. And um, one theory, folklore author Frank Joseph strongly believes is that Atlantis, Aztalan, and the Aztecs were all the same people. Okay. Frank Joseph believes that this civilization started in Atlantis. Ooh, I know. I know. Wow, they had pyramids too. I know. Whoa, what did they make their pyramids out of here? Well, okay, so hold on. Okay, because okay. I'm like, is this quartz crystals? Is this gold? Is this like um, marble? Is this like, what is this? Some, okay, so he believes that some people migrated to Azalan to mine copper. We talked about copper in that too. And actually helped grow Europe's Bronze Age. Fun fact, bronze is a mix between copper and tin. Whoa, okay. So it's still a mystery today to as to where like Europe actually got all their copper from in order to have the Bronze Age. And this could be the answer. Lake Superior had copper mines that the Aztelan settlers had been mining. Mm -hmm. The Bronze Age ended, and so did the mining. Coincidence? No, not at all. Perhaps. Mm, I don't mm. know. I, if that seems like a really big coincidence. Mm -hmm. The story goes that Atlantis sunk, and when Aztelan residents those 20,000 residents yeah. heard that their hometown was no more. They headed south and created a new city, Aztlan, Mexico. From there, they were referred to as the Aztecs. Okay, yeah. So they would have to migrate, essentially, like to a new... So yeah. the Aztecs could have come from Atlantis via Aztlan, and that could be the missing link between Aztecs and Atlantis. And why there was pyramids, because they had pyramids. Yeah. The Aztecs had pyramids. Yes. And that is would be why they would have pyramids as well. Oh, they brought the technology with them on how to build them and, and what they were used for. And, and that's why the woodland people were in the woods and not in pyramids. Wait a minute. But didn't Aztecs do blood sacrifices and some kind of rituals? I don't know. We haven't gone over that yet. I think that they did. So that do would, we want to do Aztecs next? Well, that would line up with the theory that they were cannibals. Like maybe yeah. they were eating them or something. We don't know. I don't so, know. So the next next up is the Cahokie Mounds, which is located in Collinsville, Illinois. This was named the City of Sun. The community here was massive. They had markets, plazas, and community centers. They had huts for family, neighborhoods, and mounts for the elites. There were 120 total mounds, 80 of which are still there. The tallest mound is where the chief lived. Mm. The chief was considered a brother of the sun and was the spiritual leader of the community. That makes sense, yeah. Did you notice that Aztalan also worshipped the sun and had a rela religious relationship with the sun? Yeah, I did I did pick up on that. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. an interesting thing. And they're yeah. both Cahokies, mm -hmm. so maybe they left a few behind. As yeah. Jakey would say, it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> mystery. My, my three-year-old came up with his own 
chicken, why the Chris, why did the chicken cross the road? And because his six-year-old brother says, why did the Chris, chicken cross the road? And he says, because he wanted to eat lunch on the road. The, the four, five-year-old made up his own and said, because he wanted to get hit by a car. Which he's kind of psycho, so that that chat that totally tracks with Cody, and then Jake's like, "It's a mystery." <laughs> and then did you hear what mine was? What I was like, because they they were saying that in the car, and I was like, "No, the chicken crossed the road to go to KFC," but like they didn't get oh, it. Oh yeah, like, I did hear that. I don't even think KFC. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, anyways, this massive community had 14 acres and four terraces that were 100 feet tall. So, we went from 16 feet to 100 feet. Mm-hmm. This is the largest pre-civilization structure in the Western Hemisphere. Also, by the way, to be considered pre-civilization, it means that there is no records of any written language. Okay. So, this is before cave drawings. This is before any sort of communication via pen rock yeah tablet whatever yeah so this is a long time ago yeah <laughs> so this is like pre-cave people status then they didn't make caves and instead they made like huge ass communities and they actually brought people together and so they would use corn to trade and they would get they would trade to get mica from the smoky mountains seashells from the Gulf of Mexico, copper from Lake Superior, and they would make jewelry and decorative pieces to sell in the city. I'm like, I'm over here thinking like Etsy for cavemen. Yeah, but it's before cavemen. So yeah. I, but they, they had a whole, so like a, a community, like what we have now, like a community. So they had their own... Like laws and everything, uh, uh, and I mean it was like yeah, they had their own economic like um, economic system before the cavemen. Yeah. So were cavemen were just like really stupid people because these well that's people what they say were right like really advanced. Yeah. Well, Geico. Remember the old commercial for Geico? Even a caveman could do it. Mm-hmm. So wasn't that like around the time of the invention of the wheel and fire and stuff? Like cavemen. I mean, so I think that's all stereotypical. I don't think is, that's right. true. Well, then <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like early man anthropology, and I did take anthropology when I was 19 in college, and I'm trying to go back and remember the timeline of the anthropology is a study of early man. Uh, archaeology is obviously the study of like what's left behind and it all coincides but I cannot for the life of me remember that would mean that that's all wrong and that this is before all of that so all of that must have already been invented like they must have had some kind of technology that is like out of this world or something that we didn't even know about or, like a forgotten technology or something. Yeah, a forgotten technology that maybe was wiped out with the Great Flood. Or, I don't know, the meteor. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, so... But the meteor would have been before this, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the meteor definitely meteor, yeah. would have been before. But So, moving forward, um, several generational families would stick together to form their own little communities. Oh, maybe the cavemen lived on, because um, we're going to get to this as well, that um, because of the, um, like, the terrain, they weren't able to make caves over there. Caves are over on the west coast of America. Mm-hmm. They found caves there. Oh, so I see, maybe yeah. just the West Coast. Yeah, no, that makes sense because it it's, does because we're have... so valley and we're so like, yeah, like oh my god, that it makes sense that New Yorkers and we would be the cavemen. <laughs> would be the cavemen. We're it the makes Neanderthals sense. over here. Yeah, hello. No, Neanderthals are from um, Germany. Oh, area. whatever. But yeah, no, that's we where would, they are from. We would be the cavemen. We'd be the valley, honey. And like, oh my god, totally. OMG. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so meanwhile, okay, so back to um, this mound. The um, so like lots of families would come together and make a bunch of mounds generational, so like grandmas and 
you know, four generations down because they were probably having kids when they were 12 back then. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and I've heard of people doing that here. Like, they people will, like, families will come together and purchase an entire block. Oh, yeah. And then they just have, you know, aunts and uncles and grandparents and whoever watching all the kids, they all come together. Like, maybe They're not all of them come together. but type yeah, of living. Yeah, but it's, it's in... It's, like, regular streets and stuff, not, like, on a, not, like, Charles Manson-type commune. No, just, like, a community where everybody works together, and it's, like, for the, yeah. Greater good, yeah, Yeah. because, yeah. So, um, so the, except these generational neighborhoods were completely self-sustaining. So, like, the neighborhoods now, the generational neighborhoods nowadays will um still like go out looking for work we'll get water from the outside they will like you know purchase things from the outside and stuff like that they um they were completely self-sustaining and they each had um, a sweat lodge and granaries and they were able to sustain for themselves these few little mounds of generations you know what i'm thinking of huh a cult (laughs) no no i'm moving past that and i'm thinking about the 15 minute what is it called that they're trying to push the 15-minute cities or something where everything is going to be within 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, Everything yeah, yeah. that you need, and it's all going to yeah, be right there, and the government's going to try to get you in one little area, and you can't... If you need to go to another area, you have to stay in your little... I don't know exactly what they're called, smart cities? Yeah. That's reminding me of a smart city. So we're going back to before caveman Except times. they all, um, like, were all family and loved each other. Well, that's what we, it would be in a smart city because you would have to be there with your family and maybe they would, I don't know how they would Well, I'm sure you. people would move away just like kids move away. No, you, I don't think you can. Oh. Not in the concept of the We'll have to go through city. that one um, at a later date. I just reminded me of that. Yeah, for sure. Because they're, I swear they're, like, they, they've already started down south building some of those, like, in southern San Diego and mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, they, it's, it's. It's well, like New York is almost like one of those. Mm-hmm. Like everything you need is right there. Like you can walk everywhere. Yeah, you everyone don't need walks. To, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, the commoners would work in the fields while the elite would enjoy their life on the mounds. Kind of sounds like nowadays, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how people will just be fucking people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they've never changed. It's something in us to have the leaders, the followers, the rule breakers, etc. Oh my god, you and I don't Depeche mode. I was thinking of Breakfast Club, but I don't think that we could ever be like equal, no matter what what any government leader tries to do or say. Like it's just it's like innate to have a leader follower. Like it just there's people that fall in line with that. Because some people don't know how to be leaders and they need somebody to tell them what to do and how to do it. Not like in a negative way or like a bully way, or but they need that like push. push. Like they need that. Yeah. So, um, so Mound 72 was covering three smaller burial mounds with a chieftain sitting on 20,000 beads and also six of his retainers. Retainers were um, women. Oh, you saw me look at you like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Others were young women who had been sacrifices. However, they were not in the mound, but under the mound, almost as if using the mound as like a grave marker. So they did sacrifice people. Yeah. I don't like. Whoa. I wonder if they did it for like the sun god. Maybe. The mounds were mainly used to raise buildings and not just for burials. Like, although mound burials were only for the elite, the grounds outside the city would hold a graveyard for the commoners. Okay, so that was elites, yeah. Yeah, the community was planned, much like they do today. X amount of houses, a town hall, library, doctor, etc. But of course, back then, they didn't plan it like that particular like instead of a doctor they would have a spiritual leader and you know like a shaman or something yeah but they did plan the mounds and what would occur on each one they also had large logs that would surround the religious center and the elites this was done and this is called a palisade the Mm -hmm. log around it okay this was done to possibly deter a riot or some sort of uprising over food distribution 
Well, that's, yeah, food distribution or, is always a huge yeah. thing, yeah. Or threats from an enemy. But what enemies would they have, like, other tribes nearby, yeah. I guess? Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of a castle or, like, really any sort of government office, like the White House, Buckingham oh. Palace, like, really anything. Yeah. Um, so, why did the Cahokia disappear? There are lots of possibilities that historians have come up with. One may have been that the climate was changing and growing season was becoming shorter. Less so, food. Yeah. So, that would be, like, global warming or global cooling. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because if they couldn't grow their crops properly in the environment they needed, whatever that was for whatever crops, because different crops are going to need different type of environment, Yeah. then if there's a problem with the food chain in any society, people are going to starve, people are going to riot, people are going to kill each other for food. Like, there's so many ways that can go bad. Yeah. They can oh, try to overflow, overthrow the government. Yeah. Like, so because many people are going to people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. another possibility is that these people lived mainly off corn. Mm-hmm. In fact, these are the these people are the ones that brought corn to United States area. Oh, okay. And um, corn has like very, very any nutritional value, so they may have just simply died off due to malnutrition. They had to have. They didn't have animal protein. Well, here we go. So another possibility is that the fact that they removed all the trees to make that log that barrier palisade around the main community. With no trees means no wildlife, which leads to no food. Oh, the chain, the food chain got fucked. Yeah, in other in other words, there was a break in the circle of life. What about uh, waterways and fish and that kind of stuff? Well, that's another thought. That um, which is kind of what I was thinking from the get go, picturing all these people living in such small living quarters. Yeah. For that long of a time period, where the fuck are they shitting? Where's the pee-pee going? Where's the plumbing? They didn't have toilets or any plumbing whatsoever. This was a huge fucking community. 4,000 people per square mile. So picture this. Chicago, Santa Monica, Washington, D.C. has the same population density as this little mound. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking human waste but they with have, nowhere for it to go. They have their own huts, right? Or their own, not hut, but, like, they have their own living quarters. Like, they have their own mounds, right? Yeah. And but then, it's still 4,000 people per square mile. So are they, are they just going, like, go for a walk and you go to the bathroom somewhere? But or that you, would still... Like, desert status? Like, yeah, you know, you go yeah, to the desert, exactly. you find a fucking bush or dig a hole? Yeah, but that or, would still contaminate the water. Because it would leach it into would leach the into, ground. Mm-hmm. So um, that's like a lot of human waste with nowhere for it to go. And when you're rolling around, stinking up your, all in your poop. Do, do, oh. <laughs> you roll around <laughs> rolling in around. Your you're just thinking your you're poo just, don't stink. You just roll around in your poop over and here. And you're just living <laughs> in it. It's definitely going to get a little toxic. And they clearly did not know what, like, E. coli it was, salmonella. Oh, so like, they died of fucking Ill. illnesses. Like, they didn't have we antibiotics don't know. and stuff. Maybe it was a combination of all that together. I mean, they do all seem to correlate together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No like, it's food. Like, no food. No, the weather changed. No, so that no, no waste crops, management or no whatever. No waste management. Breaking the circle of life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things up against them that they ha- would had to have overcome for their whole existence to survive. So either they they moved or they just died off. Um, so this is the only place in Illinois that has been named a World Heritage Site by the United Nations, which is a pretty fucking big deal. And that also means that no one can touch it or fuck with it. So... Well, it will be nicely conserved moving forward, so we can go visit. So it's it's actually like it's a Native American historical site. Yes. Okay. So uh, both of those mounds that I described are pretty standard. Put some dirt on top of each other, make a hill, build a hut, and bada bing, bada boom, you got a pretty nice setup for that time period. However, these next ones are fucking insane, and they only get better. 
Okay. Poverty Point, Louisiana. This prehistoric <laughs> I'm earthwork. Sorry, but that already sounds bad. Poverty Point. I know. I mean, it's already like dun dun dun. Right. So, um, this is these are called earthworks because I guess they're working with the earth. I don't know. They're just these these mounds are called earthworks. So, there are six line like six mounds that are C-shaped ridges of homes facing a central plaza with a ceremonial mound in the center. Archaeologists believe it was a perfect circle at one point in time, but a river came through and washed it all away. And that is, like, the most Louisiana explanation that I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> it got flooded out. Sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> is there a lot of water in Louisiana? Yes. I've never Are you been. Serious? I've never been. New Orleans got flooded, remember? Oh, okay. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Hurricane Katrina. The yeah. whole fucking thing. That's why they have to have the graves above oh, the ground. the is right there, right? Well, no, the Mississippi River is right there. Oh, but they yeah. have to have the graves above ground or else the bodies will float up because they are actually below sea level oh. they're only, or they're only like 15 feet above sea level or they're 15 feet below sea level like it's not okay everything is marsh and fucking bullshit like it's all water i never all the knew houses that. there oh my god all the how i love louisiana are they on I, still yes if you get too close to the marsh it's all on still so your garage would be like it's just like you don't really have a garage you just have a you park under your house like a carport? Yes. Under but your house? house. <laughs> yes. And so, it's up high. So it's like a basement carport. But with no walls. <laughs> I'm just trying yes. to picture this. Are you serious? I've I never love been there. Louisiana. Oh, I want to go there. So, like, I've already been there, but I want to go. I want to. That's one, where one of my houses I want to be at. Like, okay. I've, I've talked to real estate agents and stuff out there to get a house out there just as, like, an. A retirement house just to have a house out there. What about like, isn't there alligators and stuff? It's uh, yes. And I went on a tour of alligators. I saw some alligators. I don't know if I can do that. <gasps> Wait a minute. They have like the wetlands. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm I'm picturing it more now. Yeah. All those like southern yeah. states do east of Texas, and it's it's the yeah. state next to Texas. Uh huh coming together in my brain now <laughs> you know when you look but at a map Jake, and you're like Jake saw pieces together I'm you, like, oh. can, can you hear her brain thinking it's like click 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 I can hear I can <laughs> hear the frogs <laughs> yeah you probably can I can that, that's Louisiana and and the there, you're get, she's getting there guys she's the, getting there the fireflies and the mosquitoes yeah <laughs> and the smell don't forget the smell um, the crocodiles no but like seriously <laughs> like I read that and I was like Oh, yeah. River came on through water. Yep. That is, like, the most Louisiana fucking explanation that could possibly occur. Like, you couldn't pull that here. Like, oh, oh, I think that this town used to be more, but a but an, a wave came and took it. No, that doesn't work. No, it'll be like, it was an earthquake. Yeah. California. And now it's gone. But, like. <laughs> Fell I'm into like, the ocean. I was reading. I was, like, researching everything. And I'm like, yep. That tracks. Um, so the circle is like massive and it's bigger than like what you can picture. It's almost like a football arena, but larger. It's like huge. And, um, what's, what gets me with this is that nobody would ever see it unless they were flying over it. So people were just milling along, minding their own business for the last thousand and some odd years and had no fucking idea what kind of history was under them. Until someone flew over it. How did they build such magnificent, perfect architecture back then? If they didn't have a plane to, like, see it all. It's so fucking insane. Oh, to make it To make it perfect. And everything, yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into, like, the, um... The geometry. The geometry in a bit. It's fucking insane. So, in 1962, it was labeled as a National Historic Landmark. And in 2014... This, too, was entered into the UNESCO World Heritage Site. UNESCO stands for the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Culture Organization. So, nobody can fuck with it. And this circle mound was made during the Archaic period between 800 to 1000 BCE. Historians estimate that this massive community took over 5 million hours of labor. 
and it is known to be an engineering marvel. Wow. The people who lived in this community were part of an enormous trading network that went over hundreds of miles across the U.S. They most definitely connected with the other mound communities along the Mississippi River. Tons of stone were transported on the Mississippi River to make this massive town. Most of the material was brought from long distances, which is like so amazing in itself that they could move and know and go somewhere to find the stone to be like, oh, I want to bring that home to make this fucking mound house. Yeah, they had to have somebody like, in a sense, scout out to know where to find what they needed, and then they had to be able to engineer a way to bring it back these long distances. Oh, what, a fucking canoe? I don't know. I really want to know how they did it. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So, there were beads, pendants, figurines, all sorts of relics that show just how advanced this civilization was. I think much more advanced than we ever give them and have given them credit for. Unfortunately, there have been no skeleton remains found, so no one can even figure out how old they were when they died, or, like, what they ate, or, like, other useful. You can find so much information from skeletons, and they literally know nothing about them. Wow, they haven't found one? No, and Poverty Point was so advanced, yet we don't even know what language they spoke, what religion they believed in, if any, their age, health, nothing. Other than they lived beyond survival, meaning that they did more than just survive. Meaning that they weren't that they weren't just living getting shelter and food. They were actually like building things, making like crafting. And so like having more, having a fun life. More than like gather hunters and gatherers. Yeah, they were able to build things and live nicely and have hobbies and interests and do things for fun. Well, they had to know things also like mathematics and engineering and science and how things worked. Like they were, they were, like you said, a lot more advanced than we give them credit for. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And so what they do know is that the six C-shaped ridges that surround the plaza, one of those C-shaped ridges was built 2000 years after the first five were built. So, obviously, those people lived there for, like, a really long time, longer than other communities lived on various other mounds. Mm-hmm. So, that's good, because it gives them an idea of about the time frame they were there, since they don't have anything to carbon date. Well, but why did they survive and nobody else? Everybody else only survived a couple hundred years on these mounds. They did things a bit differently, though. For one, they imported material keeping that circle of life intact. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. They also did not have any any crops. Oh. They didn't have any. They solely lived on hunting, fishing, and gathering wild food. So they didn't, they weren't um, reliant on weather changes so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the building of these mounds were so precise, they would fill the gullies with such accuracy, leveling the ground Measurements, everything was nearly perfect, almost as if they had newer tools, like levels and such, much like the pyramids in Egypt. The question still and will remain, how were they able to accomplish this? Another thing that is weird is that it is very rare for such a large population of hunter-gatherers to live for as long as they did. Most hunter-gatherers would live by the ocean to survive because the weather's more predictable. So you're thinking, like, Hawaii, Mm -hmm. Caribbean, like... And you have the sea life for food that's abundant. Yes, um, and everything is more predictable. However, they found a sweet spot with no stones and only forest and the Mississippi River, and they were able to survive for a ridiculously long time. So they must have hunted, like, deers and bears and maybe bison and Mm -hmm. whatever it was. So I'm thinking they were more, like, large game or even, like, hare and even squirrel. And who knows? Like, I think they were probably more protein. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Which is better than corn. Yeah, because it's going to sustain you Mm -hmm. longer. It is thought the community was in an 
egalitarian social structure, which is defined as the doctrine that sees each and every person as equal in their moral status, thereby granting them equal rights and opportunities. As a social doctrine, it advocates the removal of economic inequalities among people and decentralizing power. Oh. So maybe that's why they survive so long. But if everyone was truly equal, why were some people living on the higher mounds while others were stuck as workers? I bet you the ones that were living on the higher mounds were like the, possibly the ones that knew, because not everyone is going to get math and all these different things they need to know. So maybe those were like the educators or like the the scientists or the professionals, mm-hmm. maybe not so much like elite but they had the knowledge, so maybe in a sense they were a little more valuable in that sense because of the knowledge, but they didn't look down on the other people. The other people were the workers because they would say, okay, this is, these are the dimensions we need. This is the, you know, they didn't have yeah. to understand the math. They just told them, cut it here, here, and here, and do this, and they were like and the then, worker but, but bees. But ultimately they were all equal. But they were all equal, but they would maybe keep those people... I don't want to say more cared for because they are all equal, but they had the knowledge that they didn't want to lose that knowledge. Because not, yeah, I don't know. That's just my yeah, my no, that theory. Makes sense. I don't know. It's almost like now, whenever you have like employees and stuff like that, you want to make them feel like they're useful and and happy, and you want to make sure they're happy, and that will actually provide a better work environment for even the upper management and bosses mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. So. Okay. Anyways, moving on to Moundville in Alabama. This mound community was occupied from AD 1000 to AD 1450. This Mississippian culture resided on the Black Warrior River in central Alabama. There were 1 to 3,000 people residing within this palisade, which is like the log or wood structure around the community center. Almost like a fence, but pre-civilization. This was a 300-acre bluff that was overlooking the river. Within the Palisade walls, there were political and religious centers and that held 30 platform mounds for the elite residents. Mound A is in the center, while Mound B is a steep pyramid-looking lo- like looking mound with two ramps going to the top, rising to 58 feet. So it's like, it's big. It's not mm-hmm. like the short little one in the beginning, the first... Mound. It just mm-hmm. mound. It sounds more like a platform that you would just view the the acreage, or like what would be the purpose? It's a bluff, so it's like overlooking like the um, river. It was overlooking the river, a three hundred acre bluff. I wonder if it would be to see. That's like a lookout, maybe to see if there's gonna be since there's a river. Other tribes could try to come up the river and try to steal like food or like I don't know whatever. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I didn't look at that part. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm really into this, as you can yeah. tell. So I'm trying, I'm picking, I'm not meaning to pick everything, but I'm like, well, what is the purpose of that? Well, maybe the purpose is this. And I can see it as like a lookout because you can overlook everything. You can see the river. It would be the perfect place for someone to look out to make sure if anybody's trying to roll up on them, you yeah, know? Yeah, well, just like. Or whatever. Just or like any this. castle area and with like almost like a moat around it. You yeah, know? to watch out for like your community and stuff. So the food and labor came from the people who lived in the Black Warrior Valley food plain. And they lived on farmsteads that had a population of 10,000 people. Wow. That were living in the surrounding areas of the community outside, a community center that was like they were living in the surrounding areas outside the community center that was located within the Palisade. Mm-hmm. So they were just like the outsiders. They would trade corn for copper, mica, galena, and marine shell. They lived pretty similar to the other communities that we have already talked about. Um, what makes this community a little different is that they were extremely advanced with their artwork. Oh. They were considered an quote artistic society. They were highly skilled in pottery, stonework, and embossed copper. So they could have been trading those goods with other mound cities. Oh, communities. yeah. Pottery would have been huge because pottery would have, they would have cooked with it. They would have stored food in it. They would have done so much. That would have yeah. been very valuable. Yeah. And what's very interesting is that the Hamsa was found drawn all over their relics 
And the handsaw is the drawing of the hand with the eye in the middle of it. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. That there was drawings all over the mounds and what were no, the No, of, of all over the relics. Like oh. the, the pottery and stuff of the handsaw. Oh, so they would decorate it. Yeah, they were decorating it. And there was drawings of the handsaw. Which I could Hamza. No, I know exactly what you're uh, talking the about. The hand, hand with, with the, the eye, eye in the middle. Yes. Yeah. And according to mythology mythology.net, the Hamza w- was an ancient symbol of luck, protection against harm and evil, guidance, feminine power, and faith. So, why finding the Hamza was like super interesting to me, and it was like, oh my fucking god, what is that doing here? is that that symbol is mostly associated with Buddhism and Islam. Yeah. Which was originated in the Middle East. So how the fuck did it get all the way to Southeast America? I always thought that was a Hindu thing. Yeah, Hindu, Buddhism, but it's all over in the Middle East. it's all over, yeah. It's not in um, present-day America. Mm -hmm. Especially when European settlers did not step foot in present-day America. Alabama until the 1540s, nearly a hundred years after Moundsville was abandoned. Hmm, that's interesting. So I wonder if they came up with that symbol and it meant something to them and then it was adopted later by other cultures. No, because other cultures have had it for way longer. Okay. Because there's written, there's written of other cult in the Middle East and stuff. It goes back. It goes back further than things in America. So then that means that someone from that area traveled there and had to have seen it, or someone from the release had to have traveled there. There had to have been some kind of trade where they had to have seen it somehow. Or the whatever the Hamsa is. So it's like a part religion type thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever their god is is real and came to all these different fucking countries. Ooh, spiritual crazy shit. Okay, no, it's not crazy. So they could have seen the uh, their god in like a human form, and like Jesus had, and or it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it had that symbol somewhere on its clothing or uh-huh. like a, some kind of jewelry or or, some or it was like a dream that was given to multiple people within mm-hmm. different I mean the theories could go on and on yeah no it's just interesting or it was a crop circle <laughs> did they have crop circles <laughs> no I don't well yeah no I mean, they, they did have they should have them if they're happening now it's not like the aliens are like oh look new civilization let's fuck with them now well I know that like there are certain lines around the world where it's like uh, I forget is it Inca maybe not Inca I don't know but there's like uh, we'll have to do an episode on it but I know people will know what I'm talking about even though I'm not making any sense right now that you can only see from above the air and they're like it'll be a shape of like a humanoid and it's like in the ground and it's permanently in the ground like I don't know if it's made with rocks or or how it's made but it's there's different shapes of serpents there's like all different shapes all over yeah so we're gonna that, go to one of those I'm okay saying. cool I don't know all what right. they're called they have a name but Anyways, okay, so, um, that was just interesting, and, um... That's very interesting. Yeah. I love this. So, how it would, how they would both be doing the Hamza with no reason, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, once again, no one knows what happened to the residents of Moundsville. They're just, like, up and gone, poof, disappeared, just as mysterious as the other communities. Mm Mm-hmm. The most advanced... Mississippian civilization was located in the Spiro Mounds of Oklahoma. This community was 150 acres and sat along the Arkansas River. There were 12 mounds and boosted a very elite village area. They were consistently building and growing from 880 to 1450-80. Spiro leaders developed political, religious, and economic relations with the others from the Gulf of California to the Gulf of Mexico and from Virginia to the Great Lakes. Their language was Kadoian, which means, as we know now know, that they are not considered pre-civilization because they had written and spoken language. Oh, okay. Somewhere between sixteen and sixteen hundreds and the eighteen hundreds, the Spiro civilization once again up and left with no trace. My suspicion is that the early European settlers came and took it, took the people and the land. 
oh, Indians. Oh, so they were part of That's the... what I think. So, oh, meanwhile, sad. yeah, well, meanwhile, in the 1930s, some people came along and found the greatest collection of prehistoric American Indian artifacts to ever be found in the U.S. The best and the greatest even to this day. And people, being fucking people, decided it would be a fucking fantastic idea to loot it and take millions of dollars, like present day millions of dollars, mm -hmm. billions of dollars of artifact. Luckily, Oklahoma created new laws to protect the artifacts. In fact, Oklahoma was the first state to preserve an archaeological state as site. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that in 1933, right before this law could be put into place, a little mining company named the Pecola Mining Company dug up a third of the fucking mounds. What? Completely dug them up with no regard to the actual site and the damage they were causing. They they were just willy-nilly digging shit up. Then those fucktards sold thousands of artifacts made from stone, copper, shell, back, basketry, fabric, everything. That's messed up. This, Especially if there's potentially, like, burials and yeah. stuff there. And this excavation was referred to as the, quote-unquote, King Tut of Arkansas Valley from the can... And this was written in the Kansas City Star in 1935. Once the Kansas City Star put the spotlight on them and what the fuck was actually going on, Oklahoma, that's like that's when the state of Oklahoma shut them down. But for two years, this company was just throwing around dirt, not giving one fuck, only caring about the money and what they can sell it for. So there are artifacts out there from this mound, probably in someone's private collection, yeah. worth millions, billions. Uh, meanwhile, in 1936, the University of Oklahoma came in and excavated the rest of the mounds and found 600 burials. And I hope that the Pecola Mining Company fucked with the wrong burial site and was cursed for the fucking rest of their lives, because that's bullshit. Yeah, because they say even when you go into Egypt and you open, like, the mummies and stuff, curses can go on you. And I think it's the same thing for, like, natives and sure. a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Everybody, they're going to fucking haunt you. Now you're going to be cursed. So, World War II started in 1941, and that caused them to shut down the excavation, leaving some mounds completely intact and undisturbed. May 9th, 1978, the Spiro mounds were opened to the public, and in 1980, they stumbled upon three more residential mounds. So, they dug up one to see what they were, but the other two were left undisturbed, and they have no plans to dig it up. Well, that's good. But that's interesting. I wonder what's in there. I do wonder what's in there, but I think now with our technology, isn't there a way they can do some kind of imaging without having to actually dig? I mean... Yeah. There's got to be a way that they can kind of see what might be in there without having to completely disturb whatever might be there. Yeah. Like put in some sort of probe something or some kind of like something. sonar or some kind of for sure they can do I something like that yeah x-ray <laughs> <laughs> i don't know not an x-ray but something yeah i know there's got to be i don't know what the right word is so but. well as far as oklahoma is concerned there's no reason to disturb any more of the site and it is now a historical and never to be disturbed again site okay so this last one is fucking amazing this is the last one I'll talk about because there are like thirty other ones. I want to hear all of them. I know, but the, but we don't have time for that. Um, this one is so awesome. This is called the Great Serpent Mound in Ohio. I know you already kind of talked about it before, mentioned it earlier, and I told you we'd get there, and now we're here. So. This mound is in the shape of, like, a giant fucking snake. It is 1,348 feet long. That is over a quarter mile long. And parts that are 5 feet high and 25 feet wide. And this giant snake is located in Peebles, Ohio, in Adams County, next to Brush Creek. And Tyra, if you're listening, I meant to call you while I was researching this because you're from Ohio and I wanted to know if you've ever seen it in real life. So if you have, call me. Meanwhile, this serpent 
is on the impact site of an ancient meteor that hit the Earth 300 million years ago. And that crater is 5 to 8.7 miles in diameter. What? I didn't know that. I heard about the serpent mound. I didn't know it was that massive. It's huge. And, like, how and why did they build this giant snake? And, oh, back to the, like, how the fuck did they find out about this giant fucking snake? How long was it there before anyone noticed? And you would definitely have to be on a fucking plane to see this. Yeah. Like, what? Like, so no one at all could have possibly seen it until the early 1900s. And it's just, like, there. Like, you're just, like, playing on it. Just chilling. Like, hello. Like, building forts and shit on it if you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Right? But what would be the purpose of building it? All right, so to answer some of those questions, many Native culturals believed that snakes had supernatural powers. Graves and burial sites were found near the giant serpent, so it may be possible that they built this as a way to guide spirits to the next realm. So, like, on that Disney movie, Coco? Yes. Like, going to, like, the the, um, bridge to Mm -hmm. the other side and they would have their spirit animals remember yes yeah no I remember okay. yeah no I'm saying yes <laughs> the but spirit animals to guide them I'm just yeah. thinking like uh, some other stuff while you're saying that because you said it was near a meteor right uh, yeah it was like formed on a meteor so if it was an alien so what if they thought it was like no I was thinking what if the Native Americans because, you know, meteors are made out of, like, different minerals and stuff that yeah. are, like, not of this earth. Like, I don't even know. What if they found some kind of mineral or something there that was, like, they thought was magic or something, and they built the snake pointing to it? So it's, like, follow the path, and I thought that was some kind of portal to the other side. Well, the head of the serpent does align with the summer solstice sunset. Okay. And the tail points to the winter solstice sunrise. That makes more sense than my idea, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So there is a possibility that this was built in order to mark the times for the seasons for various reasons, including farming and just, like, knowing. Yes, okay. But... Like a like a sundial tells time. This would tell the, the yeah a yeah. quarter fucking mile long. But yeah. like, how would they know? There must be. They must have had so much more technology, and they must have been so much more technologically advanced than we ever realized. Yeah, but they, a lot of cultures use the sun and the stars to mark the, um, you know the for farming and for for everything that was all they had it was like their compass and everything right yeah their guide like even even the pyramids line up with orion's belt oh really perfectly oh that's really the three and uh, three main ones i think there's more i don't know how many there are in europe i think there's three of them in orion belt yeah just the belt not so hmm. that and we're talking about like mounds and pyramids so it makes sense that if this lines up with the summer and winter solstice, I mean, yeah, I can see that. But, like, how would they even be able to or start to construct something of this grandeur? They had to have, like, astronomers and everything back then. If if we had, if we did this today, like, as a civilization, and we did that, like, now, the people nowadays, it'd be a fucking nightmare. It would take 25 years, they'd raise taxes 45%, and they still wouldn't get it done on time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because... I don't even think they could. Like, not even legally. The permits itself would just be ridiculous. (laughs) And then just getting all the required equipment together, like the backhoes, the excavators, the diggers, the duggers, the fucking... the the Getting people to cooperate. Yeah, and like... The fucking, um, the Teamsters and the fucking, like, it would just be a fucking, like, no, like, no. 
Yeah. No, it'd be a fucking joke. Well, yeah, it would be hard to get everybody. To, but the other thing I'm thinking of. You've seen the freeway. You've seen the pothole. Just to fill a fucking pothole. It takes six months and 85 people looking at it. Oh, gosh. It's so funny because I was driving down the freeway today and there was, like, two guys actually digging and, like, probably, like, 30 guys just standing around talking. And I'm like, why do they need this many people? Isn't everybody supposed to be digging? Yeah. It would be a lot faster if everybody dug. (laughs) Like, yeah, the doggers aren't digging together. Yeah. And I've seen that so many times, and they're all wearing hard hats. Yeah, and like, (laughs) they're like, as if they're doing something. The reflective vests and stuff. Yeah, and safety goggles. And they're just standing around. Yeah. So, um, also, fun fact the snake does match the shape of a star constellation that's called Draco. See? Yeah. Yeah, and so Draco is a dragon in the sky. So, maybe it isn't even a snake. Maybe it's supposed to be some sort of dragon. But, like, when you see it, it definitely looks like a snake. But, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, see, they (sighs) did use the stars for mapping things out on Mm -hmm. Earth a lot. Yeah, that's interesting. Archaeologists and historians have no idea what civilization made this. Like, none. Like, whatsoever. they They don't. They think it could be early woodland Adena culture that was there sometime between 500 to two, 500 BC to 280. So yes, this thing could have been there before fucking Christ. Right? Mm-hmm. Um or it could be the late prehistoric for ancient culture which could have been there from 1000 to 1650 AD. These American pyramids are found all over eastern United States and there are over there are 13 other major mounds that can be found in Illinois, Indiana, Georgia, Iowa, South Carolina, like everywhere. What I questioned was like why were they only there not on the west coast? So when I researched that I got a few different theories. One is just because simply that's how it was. It was a cultural diversity and that was their architecture at the time. Another possibility is that it was just too rocky on this end on the West Coast. And you look at the natural environment in Southern California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, it's all like flat, dry, rocky. You can't really like dig up the sand and make pyramids. It's just like, it's not compressed enough. It's not, it's not wet enough. Mm-hmm. And um, that's probably why we have like caves and tunnels here because you can dig into it. You can dig a cave out of a rocky mountain, then and you can't dig up a, a pyramid. I have heard a theory though mm-hmm. that there's a pyramid in the Grand Canyon. Have you heard that one? But the Grand Canyon has water at the bottom of it. And it's already so grand you can maybe cut into it like a pyramid somehow. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, once again, it could just be like cultural preferences for religious or ceremonial purposes. But, um, and yeah, like I just think that the other, the East Coast is just more wet and more marshy and more pliable. Like you can just, it's like mud, you can form it better. Like, I don't know how they formed them so possibly, but I think they used what? They used limestone and what? Whatever they had available, I guess. Yeah, well, like, I don't know, dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Rocks and rocks. I don't know. They made cement, damn it. Here, it's like we don't even have rocks. It's like sandstone. So, like, if you. But you can make cement with water and sand and what else? You know what I mean? Like, they could have. Yeah, but, like, you look at, like, the beach and stuff, the cliffs, if you, like, touch it, it all just, like, crumbles. Mm hmm. But if you so, mix the right ingredients together, it might be the perfect... But we have clay here. Yeah. So we have a lot it's of like clay. Very, that's too compact. If it, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, too compact. It's not pliable. We have a lot of clay. So I could see that they were saying, oh, was they had structures built out of clay or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but no, that'd be, like, caves and... I don't know, but... Like, I just, I can't believe that there's fucking, like, pyramids in America right under our nose. Like, at all. I like, can't. I can't either. And also because these are Native American built structures. 
So obviously, Native Americans had a lot more technology than we we ever gave them credit for in our American school. Like obviously, like we wrote the school books and. I think that also technology, they're always finding new things and they're developing new theories and... I know, I was just going to say that, like, obviously that there was, like, a genocide against Native Americans, so of course they're going to write the books that's going to fit, like, the agenda that they want, so they left out this stuff that maybe they already knew, because I had no idea that they made pyramids. Well... Some of this information was only brought up in the 70s, and you have to think that our school books are 30 years old, predating when yeah, they, they didn't found, even know. They and did, it's always it wasn't changing even in the what school they know. Books. Yeah, what they say that they know. Yeah. But then it also makes me think that, like, how you were saying that it would be really hard to do, to replicate it now with the technology that we have now and the knowledge we have now and everything. Well, I'm just saying it because of, like, the permits that you would need and the licensing and the fucking No, taxes. but I mean, just in general... Yeah. To do it is a huge thing. And we don't even really know how they did it with the limitations they had. I don't think that they were limited. You know what I think? I think that they had a lot more technology and that we came along as a society not even stole it but maybe we just stumbled across it or whatever and they hid it because of egotistical fucking bastards that came here and didn't want to be outsmarted or outsmarted by somebody else or that something happened to them and it got lost yeah the technology the technology was was lost I feel like we're going back in technology in a lot of ways, well, even yeah. though we've advanced so much with, like, computers and smartphones and Well, and did you things. ever, did you hear about the thing where, or, like, see the meme, like, ever go? And it was, like, kid, like, um, writing, like, technology of writing. And it was, like, cave walls, proper English, English, slang, emoticons. Oh, yeah, we've gone back to emojis from the hieroglyphics. Ba- back, back to hieroglyphics, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you sent me the thing about how they uncover um, hills and mountains and they find pyramids underneath there. So maybe some of these hills and mountains all over us, maybe if we dug into them deeper, we would find pyramids. I know, but when you told me you were doing a story on mounds, it was so funny because you didn't go into detail. You just told me you were doing the story on mounds, and that's usually what we do. We just tell each other kind of the topic. That way we're not double doing it, mainly. <laughs> yeah, but I had no idea what you were going to actually say until this moment. And it's so funny, because after you told me that, which was like a phone conversation, I think, it popped up on my phone. Like, it heard our phone conversation oh, or something. Oh, that's not weird. That's normal. And then it popped up. In like so I don't even know where I found that and I sent it to you because I was like oh maybe this is going to be the one she's doing so I'll just send her the picture yeah because I had no idea which one you were doing yeah 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 but it was so weird because it was from a phone conversation it wasn't even like us right now talking where our phones could listen it was like we were literally on the phone that means that the phones could really listen yeah, it's cre- <laughs> so creepy. Okay, let me go through my references really quickly. You can skip ahead 30 seconds if you want. I actually, I was listening to one of our episodes just to see how it sounds and um, through my car radio and on Spotify, I can skip ahead 15 seconds and we're always like, oh, just skip ahead, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. Motherfucker, I skipped ahead two minutes and I was still listing off references. I'm sorry, guys. But I'm telling you, this is her auctioneer voice, and go. One, two, three, and hold on. <laughs> I gotta get my I gotta get my auctioneer like voice ready. Hold on, my my throat, my my saliva has to be in the proper thing. Let me take a sip. <laughs> hold on, really quickly. Hold on. All right. Are we ready? And one, two, three, go. PBS YouTube video, Illinois Adventure, number thirteen oh eight, Cahokia Mountains. CRT.state.la.us, copyright 2023, Louisiana Department of Culture, Recreation and Tourism, World History Encyclopedia, copyright 2023, NPS.gov, copyright 2023, Sociologygroup.com, definition of equalitarian, copyright 2023, book nomination to the World Heritage List by the United States of America, 
Monumental Earth Earthworks of Poverty Point, January 2013. Manvillealabama.com, copyright 2023. Mythologian.net, copyright 2023. Okihistory.org, Oklahoma Historical Society, copyright 2023. History.com, article, Serpent Mound, August 21st, 2018. That wasn't that long. That's all. I feel lightheaded. <laughs> I think I took one breath. <laughs> She's doing breath work over here. <sighs> breath work by Jenna. This is what you do. Mm. You find a bunch of news articles and then you just read off the the reference, reference the sighting really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then take a deep breath and then do it again. <gasps> breath work by Jenna. <laughs> ASMR. Okay, well, that is my story on Mounds Across America. I loved is, it. I, I don't really want to name this episode Mounds Across America because it sounds like instead of Hands Across America, which was a thing in, like, the 83 or whatever, that they try to get everybody to, like, connect America, Hands Across the World or Hands Across America. Oh, I remember. Remember there was, like, the picture of the people holding hands all yeah, around the world. Yeah, and they all wore the white shirts. Wasn't with that the, We Are the World? Yes. We Are the Children. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a so, long time ago. Mounds Across America makes me think of, think of boobies across America. So. I don't think I'm going to name it that. So, boobies across America? Yeah, I don't think we're going to name it boobs across America. Mounds, mounds across America was what I was going to name it, but... <laughs> boobs might confuse people. Yeah, mounds. Well, no, I was going to put mounds across America, but it reminds me of boobs. Like boobs across America. No, I totally get what you're saying, and yeah. now I'm just picturing a bunch of boobs. I know, me too, which is why we can't name it that anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... How about... Mysterious and Native American mounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's it for us tonight. And y'all have a great day. <laughs> so, um, please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And all of our social media is Conspiracies Unlocked. And email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.